The Lessons Learned for Vets podcast is proud to be brought to you by AFMA, the American Armed Forces Mutual Aid Association. Established in 1879, they are the longest standing nonprofit association empowering military families with affordable financial solutions for generations. Offering life insurance, wealth management, mortgages, survivor assistance, and other benefits, AFMA is here to support you through every stage of life. AFMA is dedicated to helping service members be financially and logistically ready for life after the military. To support you in this process, AFMA would like to offer you their free downloadable transition timeline, a step-by-step guide to help you create a comprehensive military transition plan. Let AFMA help you get ready for your next step by visiting afma.com backslash LL4V. That's A-A-F-M-A-A.com slash LL, the number four, V or clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, your military transition debrief from the veteran mentors who've gone before you. My name is Lori Norris, and I've been teaching veterans how to successfully navigate their military transition since 2005. I'm a civilian who speaks the language of all branches of the U.S. military, and I am on a mission to educate veterans in the job search marketing process. Sit back and enjoy the military transition hot washes and after action reports of your fellow veterans. You may just learn some lessons that smooth your own transition path. Hey, have you heard of Boots to Books? We're a nonprofit that is here to help veterans transitioning military reservists and their families get the best possible education and employment. We do it completely for free. Boots to Books is proud to sponsor this episode. And if you want to learn more or get assistance, reach out to our team at boots2books.com. Now back to the episode. There's two things that come to mind as you mentioned that. One is those companies are typically set up to support veterans once they get hired. They're the right kind of companies that understand, like you said, the value that veterans bring, uh, and they're going to support them in the right way. And I think that's hugely important for veterans as they're looking at, at what different companies to join and how can they differentiate between you know, the right company for them to, to start at. So the first is that you know, those companies that work with the tech qual, the honor foundations, the break lines, understand the value of the veteran uh, in, a, in hiring a veteran. The second is a funny story from, from my time at tech qual. One of the companies I interviewed with, I had applied on my own. It wasn't Encino. It was a different company. I'd applied on my own, flat out rejected, didn't even make it past like whatever bot was screening, you know, my resume. And then I, you know, they popped up inside the tech qual kind of network. And so I applied through the tech qual link and sure enough, I got I got an interview and I was like, well, that tells me a little bit about how impactful these programs are at getting you to the table. It's, it's on you. It's on the veteran to, you know, deliver on why you're a great ad to that company, but it, it gets you a seat at the table. On today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, I am welcoming Mark Rothschild. Mark served 10 years in the United States Navy as a helicopter pilot. When he transitioned out of the military in 2017, he was looking for a new career where his pay was tied to his effort 
and he decided to pursue a career in sales. He looked for a tech sales training program, and within a few months of completing the program, he landed his first role and has continued to excel and grow his career in sales ever since then. Mark is very passionate about supporting veterans who are looking to transition into sales, specifically tech sales, and he is here today to share with us his process, the programs that he used, while making this transition and just some general insight into what specifically makes a veteran successful in that sales role. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I am looking forward to talking to you about sales. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to share my story and some of the lessons that I've learned in my journey. Very cool. So I know we always start with the transition story. When you and I talked, you told me it was a little rough, right? A little (laughs) bit of a hard transition. So tell me more about your military transition and how that went. Yeah. Yeah. There were obviously some, some good parts about it and there were some, some struggles. I think, you know, like anybody who goes through that transition, I was ready to get out of the Navy. I was ready for a new change, a new challenge. Uh, at that point in my career, my wife and I just had our first welcome to our first kid, and I was kind of ready to change things up and, and find a new challenge to take over. And so I was looking at sales, and I was lucky enough to come into contact with a program called TechQual that helps veterans get into roles in tech sales. Traditionally, it's pretty difficult to break into sales, specifically tech sales, if you don't have any experience, if you haven't carried a quota before. Um, so I was lucky to find that program, go through their training, and really they helped me learn the foundation for learning sales craft, how to talk to customers, how to ask the right kind of questions, how to manage and engage with the prospect. And through that program, I found uh, the first role that I was hired for with this company called Encino. It's a wonderful company, an amazing culture. Uh, and very supportive of veterans. And so the sales team there were veterans themselves and they had proven out hiring veterans was successful. And so that that felt like a, a great place to get started in my sales career. Uh, and it was a wonderful experience being there. And I'm truly grateful to that team at Encino for taking a chance on me. Even at a great company uh, with great training uh, from TechQual, it was still difficult. A lot of my identity, and I think a lot of veterans see this, was tied up in my service. It's my identity as a pilot or my identity being in the military as a service member. That was really strong. And so transitioning from that over to, you know, being a sales, uh, a salesperson, that was, that was a challenge. And I knew I wanted to be successful and I wanted to be successful right out the gate. Uh, and that's hard. That's hard to do. What I did not do is allow myself space to stumble and learn from my initial mistakes. And I wasn't easy on myself. I didn't go easy on myself. Uh, in that transition. And I didn't, I didn't gauge my success on my inputs. And so that's one of the things I talk a lot about with vets when we have a conversation about transitioning out of the military or breaking into tech sales. The first thing I tell them is go easy on yourself. Uh, it's a hard transition. You need to give yourself a little bit of grace and you need to focus on the things you control. And again, even in a great place like Encino, I didn't do a good job of that on myself. Like I had the support network, I had the right people in place, but I was harder on myself than I needed to be. You know, the the time from transitioning to kind of seeing that initial success easier. And so it sounds like you kind of knew exactly what you wanted to do when you left the military. Is that right? How did you come up with that plan of sales? I mean, that's not a typical path that most people take out of the military. Yeah, I was excited about sales because I knew that 
I could control, which I actually struggle with, with, you know, managing what I could control, but I, I knew that I was drawn to sale because of the things I could control. The biggest part of that was the harder that I worked, the better I got, the more success I knew I was capable of achieving. And I know it's, it wasn't going to be a direct correlation, but it's hard to be wildly successful at anything, but specifically sales, if you don't put in the work. And so I was drawn to putting in the work, to learning the craft, uh, and to seeing success from that. And then to carry on to that, I was really drawn to the human connection and the creative process around helping others solve their problems and make their lives easier. Sometimes sales gets a bad rap. Um, you know, initially kind of when, when people would talk to me about it, I thought, you know, the standard kind of used car salesman or door-to-door -door salesperson. Uh, and the more that I talked to, the more I networked and the more I talked to folks who were in sales, I realized that's, that's not really what good salespeople do and, and what, you know, the value that salespeople bring to the market and to that human connection. So you, as we said in the, um, the intro, you were a pilot. Mm-hmm. And now you are a sales leader. Like, what were the was the key to your success during this? You know, a pretty big pivot in your career. I think the first thing that I can point to was I wasn't afraid to ask for help, and it wasn't always the case for me in the military. Usually, the kind of person who would like sit in the back. I didn't want to bring attention to myself. <laughs> didn't want to be the person asking the questions. And I realized, I think I did that a little bit in the beginning. And I realized I'm not going to make it anywhere if I'm not asking the right kind of questions, if I'm not asking the right people, the right kind of questions. And I was lucky to be at a company that was open to letting me ask those questions and again, be supportive of that journey. And in asking those questions, what I think really made me successful was something that I learned in the military was rather than bringing problems to the people you're asking help from or to your managers, bring solutions. And I think that's something that always stands out. If you're able to take the time to at least try to solve your own problem or show initiative that you've tried to, you know, tried to come up with something on your own. And when you take that to somebody, they appreciate that rather than saying, I don't know how this works. Please explain it to me. Nobody likes helping that person. Everybody likes helping the person that says, hey, I looked at this. I think this is how it understands. Can you give me that support? And I think that was really crucial. I asked a lot of questions in those first couple of months, those first six to eight months, you know, in, in my new role. And as I was transitioning out uh, that I think helped me, you know, learn quickly and adapt to being successful. I'd say that was the first thing uh, that I did that helped me be successful. And the other was, again, borrowing from my military experience was systems. Once I kind of got an idea of, you know, what it was I had to do, how I could be successful, I took the same approach I took in being a pilot of systems around pre-flighting and flying and prepping a mission and, you know, leading sailors, everything around that, you know, system building. I just, took that and made small miniature versions with everything that I did within sales. And all of that really applies or falls under, uh, falls under the system of organize, prioritize, and communicate. And that was what I did, you know, when I planned a mission or when I flew a helicopter or anything like that in the military. So I took that and said, if, if I can do that in the Navy, I can do that in sales. And so I, I kind of doubled down on 
on that system building. And think just to kind of start with the asking questions. Um, I think sometimes people are hesitant when they go into a new job, a new organization to ask questions because they think that people are going to be like, oh my gosh, they're going to find out I'm a fraud. <laughs> I don't know what yes. I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And like, address that fear, if you would, for me. Did you did you deal with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think everybody deals with it. Uh, that little bit of imposter syndrome of, you know, I, I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. I'm supposed to be good at my job. I think we have a unique perspective in that people have that respect for our service. And so people generally want to lean in to help you. So you can, you can lean into that, that goodwill when you're asking that question and say, I'm not, I'm not inconveniencing this person. They see this as helping somebody else out. So that's the first thing. The second is, again, be prepared when you come and ask those questions of saying, here's, here's how I looked at this question. I wasn't able to get the solution. Here's what I figured out. And then the last thing, and I think this is this really helped me, is I, I had a buddy when I got hired. There was another gentleman who got hired with me who he had transitioned out of the army. And so they paired us up and I was able to go to him. We started on the same day. I was able to go to him and ask the questions. I was too embarrassed to ask my manager or other folks at the company. And so that's one of the things I tell a lot of you know veterans who are transitioning out is find a buddy either at your company or somebody that you know that's in sales to ask some of those what I would call dumb questions that you don't want uh, people to know you're asking because you need to have a safe avenue for asking questions and you need to have a productive area of leveling up your knowledge. And, you know, somebody to bounce, just bounce ideas off of. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, like maybe someone that even if you could find a mentor who's at your same level in another organization, maybe that shares uh, the the veteran, you know, commonality with you um, and they might see something that you don't see or think of something you don't think of. And, and I think that's a great idea. Like we've talked about mentors, but maybe even just an, a buddy, <laughs> an accountability buddy. I tell people find a buddy and I tell people to have coffee chats. Uh, to meet with others within your company, especially if your company has a veterans, you know, resource group, affinity group, that's a great place to start and ask those safe questions of those, you know, to learn and to to connect with others like you. I think that is a great idea. And I just want to make sure everyone hears that you can ask questions. You, you know, if they were hiring only experts and they expected you to come in with everything you needed, why would they have an onboarding process? Why would they have a training? So know that they don't expect you to be an expert in their organization. They know you came out of the military and you did something different. They hired you for your skills, your abilities, your personality, your your the addition that you make to their team. They expect there will be a period where you're going to learn and grow. And I think just know that that's okay. And I really like your advice because they tell this to people all the time. It's like, do your research first instead of do your work instead of just bringing your problem and dumping it to them, right? Dumping it in their lap. I think that's really important. I think one thing that you said in there just reminded me, and I don't, know why, don't know why this didn't dawn on me before, but we've all been in the same position of being the new guy in the military. When you show up to your first command or your first job, you don't know that job. Someone has to teach it to you. And they were patient enough to answer the questions. That interaction might've been a little bit different than it's going to be in the corporate world. But 
you're in that you're in that same scenario. You overcame that learning curve. You learned and mastered that role, and this is no different. So there's a lot of those same approaches of asking those questions. You know, working within your network to level up. I think that we've already been through that, and a lot of people see it as scary in that new role, but it's not. It's it's more of the same of process of learning and and connecting. Yeah, I mean, you've all been as veterans exposed to having to learn a new installation, a new career field, because sometimes you get voluntold to make changes in your career, right? So a new system for you, a, a new aircraft. So, you know, your equipment changes and you have to learn how to use that. You don't start out as, a, as an expert, you took training in it. And so it's the exact same when you transition into the private sector. And, and I really in, uh, like your advice about systematizing that process. You know, I like that you related your uh, ability to succeed in sales or really in any career to mission planning in the military. And I think you've all learned that. It's all been ingrained in every veteran out there. You know how to mission plan. Why should the transition, the job search, the you know first 90 days at any new role, why should it be any different than the process you took to go out and have success in the military with mission planning, right? Absolutely. All good stuff. I, uh, that's, that's great. You mentioned TechQuad earlier. You see you have three programs. You told me that you had three different programs that you leveraged to get some training and help prepare you for success in the sales career field. So tell me about those programs. I was lucky, like I said, to find TechWald and get that kind of base foundation of what's going on in the tech world and that framework for how does sales work. And I talk with a lot of veterans and I try to tell them to find other programs like that. There are a bunch out there right now. And I didn't even realize that SkillBridge was a thing. It was probably a thing when, when I was getting out. I just didn't hear about it. I think there's a lot better communication about it to find programs like that. Uh, so I talk with a lot of veterans to tell them, find programs like that. TechWald is one. Uh, Sales Platoon is another. Breakline, Honor Foundation. There's so many out there that are so helpful for veterans that Again, it's that safety network of I'm working with other veterans and leveling up my your skills that I, I really encourage folks to, to find those out. And if you're lucky enough to find yourself at a, at a good company that supports veterans and believes in leveling them up, they will have sales training programs internal. They will have a way to teach you the skills to learn your product and learn how to sell within kind of your ecosystem. And so that's, that was the kind of first after TechQual was, was the programs that Encino had in place to teach me about my product and interacting with my customers uh, and going through their, you know, their onboarding and their process just continued what I had learned in TechQual. And then about three, four years into my journey at Encino, I was looking to continue leveling up and continue improving my skills. I think sales is one of those studies and crafts that you never really perfect it. You're always trying to improve. There's always things that you can be doing to, to make yourself better. And so I found a program called Top 1% or Academy and went through a three-month program with them where we really focused on, we went back to basics in sales. And then we added something that I honestly hadn't thought about adding into my sales process or I mean my life process, which is a lot of mindfulness and positive thinking. And that was really a change for me, again, with aligning 
the way that I saw success into the things that I could control and my inputs, and then aligning that with positive thinking, with a positive mindset, with visioning success, a lot of that, that I, I hadn't really thought about in the Navy and that I hadn't, I'd been so heads down and being successful in my first role that I didn't take a step back and kind of raise my gaze to how can I make Mark the best human? Because that human then shows up to work, you know, and becomes a, a successful salesperson. So there's a lot of programs uh, out there like that. And now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be at a company that provides coaching. So BetterUp provides coaching for people to live their lives with better clarity, purpose, and passion. And so I get my own coach. And so that's now this journey that I'm going on where, again, I'm focusing on myself as a human and myself as an employee, and they're the same person. And how can I be that best person and bring that best person uh, to work? So I, I will put uh, links to all of those in the show notes so that people can check those out if this is something that they think they would like to pursue. Um, but I'm going to venture to guess that when Encino hired you, they knew they weren't getting a experienced salesperson, right? First, but they, I'm going to guess, recruited you directly from that tech qual program, correct? That's right. And so oftentimes when you go through those kinds of programs, they're sponsored or supported by people that know the value of a veteran employee and they know the value of the training program you're going through. And so they're just there waiting for you <laughs> to complete that program. And, and they're, they're getting uh, someone who they know comes out of the military with that work ethic that's built into you, that drive, that determination, that never say give up attitude that is ingrained in you in the military and they're getting the value of the training program that you've just completed. So oftentimes when you go through those types of programs, you're going to align with employers that have already identified that they want to hire you because you finished this training and you're a veteran, right? So yes, I think that's a great, great thing to think about and look at what's out there and even, you know, what companies support those programs and, and start connecting with those people inside of that program. So it's a nice, easy transition for you. There's two things that come to mind, as you mentioned that. One is those companies are typically set up to support veterans once they get hired. They're the right kind of companies that understand, like you said, the value that veterans bring, uh, and they're going to support them in the right way. And I think that's hugely important for veterans as they're looking at, at what different companies to join and how can they differentiate between you know, the right company for them to, to start at. So the first is that, you know, those companies that work with the tech quals, the honor foundations, the break lines, understand the value of the veteran uh, in, a, in hiring a veteran. The second is a funny story from, from my time at tech Qualed. One of the companies I interviewed with, I had applied on my own. It wasn't Encino. It was a different company. I'd applied on my own, flat out rejected, didn't even make it past like whatever bot was screening, you know, my resume. And then I, you know, they popped up inside the tech qualed kind of network. And so I applied through the tech qualed link and sure enough, I got, I got an interview and I was like, well, that tells me a little bit about how impactful these programs are at getting you to the table. It's, it's on you. It's on the veteran to, you know, deliver on why you're a great ad to that company, but it, it gets you a seat at the table. And that's a great distinction is that you applied blind not with the training on your resume and didn't make it through. But so not only did you have the, re the 
the training on your resume, but you also had those inside connections, right, within the program that you use. So, yeah, use the resources that are available to you. I guess that's the bottom Absolutely. line, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> so, now, I, you said it earlier, right? Sales gets a little bit of a bad rap. So I want to hear, like, let's talk about sales as a career. So like, why do you enjoy sales? And like, were you really immediately good at it? Did it take some work? Like, tell us about your career in sales. And, you know, I guess here's what I'm asking you to do, Mark, is I want you to sell a career in sales to some of your fellow veterans that might be listening. (laughs) No small task. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll start with, you asked if I was initially successful. I've shared that I was not, you know, it was, uh, it was a bit of a transition for me. And I was, like I said, hard on myself in those initial, those initial months before I saw success. I think one of the difficult things is, you know, again, you want to see success and you, you're, com- you're always comparing yourself to everyone else on the sales team. And that's something you do in the military. But again, if you're starting out new, you're fresh, that, that, that can be, that can be challenging. But I think what sales really offers people is opportunity. And like I said, one of the things that really drew me to sales was the ability to control the amount of time and effort I put into to, you know, being good, to, to leveling up my skills. And it really was about connecting with others and helping people solve their problems. I thought about the interactions that I like to have with those around me or what I like to do. And it was typically connecting with others and helping them. And one of the other veterans that that I'm connected with, we had a conversation about this and he brought up a good point. We ask kids often what they want to be when they grow up. And what we should ask them instead is what do you want to do? What do you like to do? And so when I talk with, with veterans who are getting into tech sales, I ask them, well, what are your passions? What do you like to surround your, what kind of people do you like to surround yourself with? You know, what don't go sell pool supplies if you hate the water, you know, because that's not going to that's not going to align with your passions. If you can find the areas uh, in business that align with who you are and your identity, then that job will make it a little bit easier uh, to do that day in and day out. And again, it goes back to helping people solve their problems and helping people live a better life. Um, I think the best salespeople want to understand their customer and want to find a way to be of service. And as veterans, that's something that we can all relate to is that service component of I'm here to help others. I'm here to make things a little bit better based on the product or the service I'm selling. And then it wouldn't be a sales discussion if you didn't talk about the financial compensation. Again, that was one of the things that that I was drawn to is I can work hard and I can be compensated based on that effort. Again, it's not a one-to-one correlation, but the harder I work, the more opportunity I have to be successful. And that was really, I was drawn to that less for the money, but for what that could offer me in my life. Again, when I was transitioning out of the military, my wife and I had just had our first child. We have four now, so we're very busy. But I wanted to be able to be to control my time. Again, I understand how silly that sounds with four little kids, but I wanted to be able to make those decisions uh, and have the freedom to decide when I go to a kid's soccer game or you know, when I take a Friday off. And I knew that being successful in sales and having compensation that comes from that was going to give me that freedom to choose where I spend my time. I saw it as being able to buy my time. As opposed to you have to give it away for the, you know, the compensation. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And um, 
you you know you mentioned it's not always a one to one exchange ratio, and it does take some time to develop that success. What would you say to someone who's nervous about like, well, how, in the meantime, until I get good at it, until I build up those sales muscles, if you will, how am I going to make money? That's a great question. Um, I think it's important. You know, there's a lot of different compensation structures at companies. I think when you take a role at, at what, you know, tech sales is typically you get a, a base salary and you get compensation. So I think it makes sense as you're looking at the different roles to take a role that makes sense that allows you to support uh, your lifestyle or your family while you're learning. And so I think that's really important because if you don't, if you take a role or you're living beyond kind of what, what your means are going to allow, it's going to put more pressure on you in that sales role to sell and get that commission. So I think it's important to be realistic about, you know, the compensation you're going to get as a base pay and where you are in your life. And that may look like adjusting from the life you're used to in the military and making some decisions for how you're going to live once you transition out of the military. That was something that my wife and I had to do. We looked at, okay, this is what, you know, this is what we have coming out of the military. This is what I was being paid you know, in the Navy. And this is what I'm going to be paid out of the Navy. And we just had to get smart about managing our finances and making smart decisions to give me time to be successful and get to some of those higher compensation numbers. And that is usually the way it is a lot of times with at least that, those first months, if not the first year in many companies is they say, we're going to give you this base salary. And if you hit these metrics, these goals, if you will, then you get additional compensation. And so I think it's, is, is it not realistic to make sure that if you decide you want to enter sales after the military to negotiate a compensation package that will allow for that? Yeah. Absolutely. So that is possible then. Okay. And there are a lot of resources out there around that. There, you know, there's there's a lot of one of them is called RepView, and it gives you kind of what uh, account executives or business development representatives are being paid uh, for the different roles. And so that kind of gives you an idea of this is market for that role, and so you can kind of know that and use that in your negotiation and hiring process. Okay. That is not one I've heard of. So rep view, and is it broken down by company, by industry? How does that, how's that all, laid out? All of the above. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Different, different industries, different roles, uh, just to kind of give you a idea of what's, what's the pay landscape for where you're going. And I'm just going to venture to guess that now that you've been out and in the career field for five years, you are probably far exceeding your pay as a helicopter pilot in the Navy. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so again, it might be a six month period where you have to kind of conserve your resources so that in the future you can live far beyond that and, you know, have that freedom and flexibility, um, but just build that into your plan. And don't be afraid to negotiate that. Think that that is sometimes a fear is, well, what if I'm not successful? Am I still going to get paid? And, you know, maybe we don't look right out the gate at a full commission role uh, until you get some, you know, those skills or you build up that reputation in that industry. Um, and then it's something you can look at down the road. Look for that compensation package that gives you that learning curve, right? Absolutely. All right. No, I appreciate that. I think that... Um, 
you know, we talked about that bad reputation and, um, you know, people always talk about sales as like you're pushing something on someone. And it seems to me like you're taking more of an approach of you're a, a consultant, you're a problem solver. Um, you're not pushing anything on anyone. You're simply helping them resolve an issue. And that's a very different approach, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The The way I like to explain it is, when people ask me, you know, when I get on a call with a prospect where people ask me what I do, I tell them I'm an, I'm a guide and I'm an instructor. And so I'm, I'm going to, the instructor piece of me is going to share with you how my product or service can help you address your problems or get to get you to that transformation that you want to see. Mm-hmm. And the guide part of me is going to walk you through the journey of what that partnership looks like with me and my company or me and my service or me and my product. And so I think the best salespeople attack it from that perspective of, let me be a guide and let me be an instructor to help you understand you know, why we're talking or why I can be helpful. You're not there to trick anyone, to pull the wool over their eyes. You're there to just find out what are their issues and how can I solve them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is just looking at it from a different perspective. And I, you know, I don't know why when we hear sales, we immediately go to that guy in the polyester suit selling, you know, broken down used cars that they pulled out of a lake and made them look shiny, you know, (laughs) but, um, you know, and I'll tell you, my dad was in the automotive industry all his life. He sold many a used car in his day and he never wore a polyester suit. So, (laughs) so, um, it is definitely not, you know, it definitely does get that bad reputation. You know, I think the whole reason I wanted to speak with you and and have you come on the show is just to kind of open people's eyes to a new possibility possibility that it isn't out of their reach. It's, uh, you know, not necessarily like you, you, you have some skills and qualifications coming out of the military. Um, I know that that's something that you really focus on, right? You really like to help veterans see their transferable skills into a sales career, right? So can we go through some examples of maybe some of the transferable skills that that people can bring from their military career into sales? I think veterans have so many transferable skills and experiences. And a lot of times it just, it's just having a conversation with them to highlight and kind of shine a light on what those experiences, uh, those are. And so we talked earlier, we're constantly putting those scenarios where you're the new guy and you have to learn. So you've shown that you can learn quickly. And then you think about when you leave a role, when you move commands or you go to a new, uh, a new space, you have to teach your replacement how to do your job. And so in that teaching and in that learning are experiences that are going to make you successful in sales. And there's within sales, there's the idea of the challenger methodology. And, and what that is, is good salespeople teach their customer about the market or their problem. They tailor their message to the people that they're speaking to, and they take control of the situation. And the military has been doing Challenger before they created that methodology. Because again, when you're transitioning from your role, you're teaching that new person how to do your job, how to to take over, how to step in, or you're you're teaching uh, your sailors or your Marines or your airmen how to do a job. So you already have that first piece, the uh, tailor the conversation. If you're speaking with somebody junior to you or you're speaking with somebody senior to you, you're going to change how you 
convey that message. It's the same in sales. If you're talking to the CEO, you're having a different type of conversation than if you're talking to an individual contributor or somebody lower down the ladder. And you have experience doing that in the military. And then the last is take control. There's so many times where you've been thrust in a scenario where you have to take control, you have to adapt and overcome. And it's the same in, in sales. Uh, salespeople who are passive are very rarely successful. And so if you can take control and you can lead, you can be that guide, then that helps you be successful. And a lot of the conversations I have with vets are around identifying those examples in their career where they were teachers, where they tailored the message and where they took control. There was one vet that I spoke to a few months ago. She had been an instructor. She was a flight officer. And we were talking about how she was preparing for her upcoming interviews. And I was like, well, what stories, like, you know, when did you, when did you apply teaching and tailoring and taking control in a instructor perspective? And she kind of sat back. She's like, I have about a dozen examples of that. I was like, great, use those and use those in your interview. And that, that is what, you know, sales leaders and sales managers want to see when, you know, they're hiring somebody who, again, to your point, they know you're not going to be the best. They know you don't have that that experience in sales, but they want to see that you have those skills and the mindset to be successful and being able to identify those stories of your experience in the military is going to give them that confidence to say, this is somebody I want on my team. I love, you know, you said you asked her to tell you her stories. And I will tell you that if you're just having a conversation with someone, those stories come up easily. But if you're going to a job interview and you're nervous and you're stressed already, those stories are just going to fly away out of your brain. So have them ready. Really think about like, you know, and I feel like Mark just wrote your resume for you and gave you your interview answers already, like things to think about um, and, you know, have those stories, like you said, already prepared of when you've used those skills and and then just kind of relate it back to what you're interviewing for. And that really goes for any industry, not just sales, but have those those stories ready to go because they will fly out of your brain when you're under pressure. So walk into that interview with stories and examples of your past success, which will help you showcase that you can achieve success in the future with their company. Absolutely. Great advice. I appreciate that. And any other examples, any other skills that you wanted to bring up? I think the, the, I think the storytelling one is a big one in the interview process. Like you said, having them ready beforehand uh, is helpful. One of the things that I tell people in that storytelling is, is find, find a structure to how you're telling that story. Uh, have a situation that you were in, have the action that you took and have that result. I think that's what uh, managers, any hiring manager, like you said, across any role, but specifically sales want, uh, want to see. I think one of the last things I think about in like skill sets or experiences the military have is in the military, we're constantly in scenarios where we had to be successful, where failure wasn't an option. It's not quite that drastic in sales, but that mentality of, I need to find a way to be successful. I need to be creative in solving my problem. That being able to embrace that in sales, that creativity and that ability to find a solution, no matter what is going to help you be successful and explaining that in a hiring scenario, in an interview, again, with stories is incredibly impactful. 
Yeah. And that's, that's great. I think that, that, like you said, that never say no, never say I can't like find a way to get it done is what makes a veteran a perfect candidate for the sales career field. So absolutely. You know how to be resourceful. I know you do. You've all done it. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I appreciate that. Now you are a veterati mentor mm-hmm. and you and I are going to record a bonus question that will be on our YouTube channel about kind of your own take on networking and how people should use their network. So you're going to have to head to our YouTube channel to hear about that. Mark, thank you so much for maybe, I guess we'll just say clearing up some myths about a career in sales and really showing us how, you know, no matter what branch of the military, no matter what specialty area of the military you're in, you can relate what you've done into a completely new direction where you have more control over your outcome. And I appreciate that. Thank you for letting me share my story uh, and, and share some of the lessons learned that I had along the way. And, you know, I just want to offer up to any of the veterans out there listening, you know, if you want to continue the conversation, learn more about my experience, uh, if you want to leverage my network, or if you haven't yet found a buddy to ask some of those dumb questions to, I will be your buddy. I'm great at answering dumb questions. Um, and I'm, I look forward to, to connecting with everyone out there. Excellent. I will put the link your the link to your LinkedIn um, in the show notes as well. And so in Nemo, they had exit buddies, but here you have a dumb question buddy. And I think everybody needs a dumb question buddy. Absolutely. Needs a dumb question buddy. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. If you learned just one lesson today that you believe can help you in your military transition, then I've done my job. Our goal is to get in the ear of as many active duty service members as possible. So please don't keep this podcast a secret. Share it with as many of your active duty service member friends and transitioning veterans who may be struggling with that process as possible. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and join us on our LinkedIn and Facebook communities to tell us what lesson you learned today.